Are we ready to receive the Word of God this morning? Yes, yes, yes. All right, this, this row is ready. How about this row? Are we ready to receive the Word of God? Yeah. And this side too? Yes. Oh, yes. The beginning of the church, we have been doing this series. This is the last of the series. And we are coming today to the witness of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 7. This sermon is very, very crucial and vital for the church. It is for you as well as for me. And I pray this morning that you will hear what the Spirit of God is speaking to you. Because I know and I'm convicted and I'm sure that the Spirit of God is going to speak to you. And for the moment, for the, for the minutes that we have prepared this time to listen to the Word of God, I want you to pay attention to the Holy Spirit of God moving and touching and nudging you and gently speaking to you on how you should live your life daily. I know He is going to move. And this is for you. This is for you as well as for me. The witness of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 7. And I'm going to use a story of a person, and his name is Stephen. Why was Stephen a great witness for Christ? Why was Stephen a great witness for Christ? What is it? What is it that he has that we might want to take a look? We might want to take a look. And how can we be a witness for God? One of the things I want us to be very clear this morning as we sit here is that you are created for the glory of God. You are created for the sole purpose to glorify God. Not for your satisfaction, not for your own pleasure, not for your own success. And the world may keep reminding us that every day. But let me tell you this morning, you are created for the glory of God. And your life must glorify God. Another thing is, as a reminder again, that you are not a citizen of this world. You are not from this world. This is a temporary place for you. You are not a citizen of this world. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. And it is good for us to be reminded how to live a life as a citizen from the kingdom of God. That our life reflects that you have been sent here as an ambassador of God to bring glory to Him, to witness to Him. So, let me read the scripture for you here. The Word of God says, But he, which is Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. This is an amazing stuff. He, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit of God, gazed up and saw the heaven open. And what did he see? He saw the glory of God and he saw Jesus standing by the right hand of God. I would want to see that. 
I would want to see that daily in my life. Now, in order to understand this story, right, we have to look at how he came to this, how he came to this point. So let's look at Stephen. One thing why we know he is an effective witness of God is because, one, he was full of the Holy Spirit of God. The second one is that he was full of faith. And the third thing is that he was full of grace. He was full of grace. You see that Stephen was one of the seven that was chosen to do what? To wait on the table. To distribute food daily. He was called to be one of that person. But he was, he was full of the Spirit. He was full of the Spirit. And the question that I want to ask is, what can the Holy Spirit do with one man? What can the Holy Spirit do with one person? What can the Holy Spirit do with one person? Right? The answer, of course, we know. If we pay attention to how God has moved in the history of our faith, is that God can change the landscape of a nation through one person. God can change the landscape of a a nation through one person, the spiritual landscape of one person, through one person. Through Stephen, the history of the course of our faith was changed. And Who was Stephen? Stephen was not one of the apostles. He was not one of the chosen twelve. He was a simple layman. We don't even know where he came from. We don't even know much about his parents. He wasn't among the twelve. He was chosen by the congregation, like us here, to serve where? Daily distribution of food. Sometimes we think that, Pastor, if I am in such and such position, and if I have such and such title and role in the church, I would make greater impact in the world. That is not true. That is not true. Every position that you are in, if you allow the Holy Spirit of God to use you, you can change the spiritual landscape of a nation, of a city. Here, Stephen is just part of the daily distribution of food. But he did not limit himself to the soup kitchen. He did not limit himself to the food pantry. What did he do? He taught, he preached the Word of God with the power of the Holy Spirit. And what happened? Believers of Jesus Christ were greatly added greatly added to the church. Multiplied greatly. Through whom? Through people like Stephen, who was just a lay person taking care of the daily distribution of food. There is no secret. There is no secret. The truth is, without the Holy Spirit of God, we cannot do anything as a church. It is not the position, it is not the role, it is not the power or title that you hold. It is your connection with the Holy Spirit that will either change 
or not change because you don't have the Holy Spirit, the city, the community, and the family. For example, take D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody did not pass even beyond fifth grade. Okay? Uh, his English was horrible. His grammar was horrible. Uh, he was very crude and rash. He was a shoe salesman. He was a shoe salesman. But there was this uh, English preacher that befriended him. And he said, you know, the world is yet to see a man that is fully, fully taken over by God. And that changed the history of America, actually. Because Moody was the one... He was a janitor also. He was a janitor for YMCA. And he has so much heart for the lost youth that he started a Sunday school. And then he had so much passion for the women that he started a college for women. It wasn't enough that he started a Moody Bible Institute. And he brought such great revival in America. What can the Spirit do with one person, he can change the landscape of a nation through a person who didn't even go beyond fifth grade. That's the Spirit of God we're talking about. Right? And that's the person here we're talking about, Stephen. He was such a great witness because he was full of the Spirit of God. Full of the Holy Spirit of God. My encounter with the Holy Spirit. I was in my early 20s. And I had started seriously praying. And asking what God wants me to do. And as I prayed, I read, I prayed, I fast and prayed. And one day as I was reading, it took me to John chapter 1. And as I was meditating on the direction that God wants me to go. I read in John chapter 1 verse 6 and 7 and 8 and 9. And let me read it for you. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness to, of the light. That all through him might believe. He was not that light. But was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which give light to every man coming into the world. The Spirit of God spoke to me when I was praying and fasting and asking for God's direction in my early 20s that I will somehow be a witness to the light. I will be a witness to the light. To whom? To Christ. I didn't know how I will be a witness to the light, but I knew the Spirit of God was speaking to me that I will be a witness to the light like John was. Not that I will, there was no one, no prophet greater than John. But he was just an understanding. He wasn't saying that I'm going to be like John. He was saying that I'm going to be a witness to the light. And as year went on, uh, I struggled with that. I struggled with that word because... I want to be a witness of the light on my own terms. Not on God's terms. Right? And I said, if I have to be your witness, 
It has to be this way. I have to get this job. I have to stay in this place. I have to have a family like this. And then I will be a witness to you. And that wasn't working out. That wasn't what God was intending to. Uh, for my life. I became a witness to him effectively when I obeyed to him and surrendered to him. You see, Moody reached more than one million people in his lifetime preaching the gospel. That's a lot. I don't know about you. How many people you have witnessed for Christ, for the true life. But God's calling you to be a witness. God is calling you to be a witness to the life. And the reason that you live is to be a witness for Christ. How are we doing on that? How are we doing on that? There is one purpose for your life. And that purpose is to be a witness to the glory of God. This is one thing that the Spirit of God spoke to me as I was preparing this message. And it seems to be so unrelated when I, I, when I heard in my spirit this, okay? Because the true measure of truth is what? Is the glory of God. Okay? The true measure of what is true is the glory of God. And I'm saying, how, what, is, what does that mean? How are you going to measure the truth? How are you going to measure what is true in your life? You measure by, does that glorify God or not? That was what the Spirit of God was speaking to me. Because as I was looking at, Stephen looked into heaven and he saw what? He saw the glory of God. He did not see the glory of Satan or of the world. He saw the glory of God. What he witnessed as the truth was manifested and affirmed by the glory of God. If you are a true witness of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, then our witness is affirmed by what? By the glory of God. That your life is the glory of God. In fact, when they were looking at him, because the accuser came to them and said, by the freedmen, the freedmen were once slaves, Jewish slaves that are not free, they are now free. They came and said to the elders, the scribes, and the Sanhedrin, that Stephen had blasphemed against the holy place and the law. So we should kill him. So when he was brought to the priest, the priest said, Sanhedrin, I mean the priest said, Is, Are these things so? And they looked on his face, and what did they see on Stephen's face? The face of an angel. They saw the face of an angel as he was defending the truth. That is the affirmation of the glory of God. What is true of him, of his life, and what he say? was affirmed and manifested by the presence of God, by the glory of God. What do people see on us when we speak the truth? When we speak about Christ and the kingdom of God, do they see the face of an angel on us? Or our face red and blue, trying to defend our faith and so angry that we can't win an argument. How is our witness, church? How is our witness this morning? Right? Because if we get this right, if we get this right, 
then we can change the spiritual landscape of our city and our community. When you teach, full of the Holy Spirit, people are convicted by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, not your wisdom. Not your wisdom, not your knowledge. Your pastor is not standing here because of his knowledge and his wisdom. I know, and I'm convicted, I know for sure, I'm in this church by the grace of God. By the grace of God. I will not be standing here if it was not for the grace of God. And the only thing I can do to the grace of God is to be a witness to His light, to Christ. You have not seen what the Lord is going to do yet through this place, through this church. That much I can say. We haven't even started to experience and get a glimpse of what the Lord is going to do through this church and through you and I. I can say that. By faith. And we are going to see what the Lord will do through us. I want you to be expectant of that. I want you to believe that He is going to move. What about you? What is God telling you? This morning. Are you hearing anything from the Lord? In this past week, we have been talking about the Holy Spirit. Are there something that is bothering you? That you are struggling with? That you want to ask? The pastor that you may not understand? Uh, you can ask. I, I'll try to answer it to you. Is there any question on the Holy Spirit? Is, is there anything that you're struggling with on the Holy Spirit? Because we're not just, I'm not just giving it to you and lecturing or talking down on you. Uh, let's, let's share what the Lord is doing, right? Let's share what God is doing in our life. So, when you teach full of the Holy Spirit, people are convicted by the wisdom of the Spirit. Now, Stephen was full of the glory of God. He saw God and Jesus at the right hand of God. And they chose Stephen full of faith and the Holy Spirit. And Stephen spoke through the Holy Spirit and his wisdom was irresistible. And they were able, they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit that he spoke. Not only that, not only was he full of the spirit of God, he was full of faith. He was full of faith. And this faith reminded me of Elijah, the despite. Okay? Elijah, the despite. When you go to uh, First Kings uh, verse 17. There you find Elijah. There is no introduction about where he came from. Only his name. No father's name. No social security. Right? 
no employment history where he was, okay? And we didn't know Elijah because of his long family lineage or his title and his position. What do we know Elijah for? We knew Elijah for his character. We knew Elijah for what he did in the name of God. Have you met people, right? You have met people that are so snotty and snobbish. Why? Because do you know who my father is? Do you know where my father works? You will be in so much trouble now if you know where I come from. Right? Where I come from. Have you met people like that? Don't say, don't look at anyone. Alright? Just keep it to yourself. Okay? Now this Elijah, he wasn't like that. He wasn't known for his position. He wasn't known for his power. He was known for his quality and the character of who he was. He was known for his language. He was known for his courage. What was the language? He spoke to the king that if it is not by my word, there will be no more rain in this country. I say to you that there will be no dew in this country. There will be no joy and happiness in this city if not for my word. He was known for that courage. Uh, the rain will come only when I say the rain will come. But for now, I'm going to stop the rain. He was known for that. He was known to stand up with Baal, the prophet of Baal, and Jezebel's prophet, and they at Mount Carmel, and he was mocking. He was mocking the prophet of Baal. What is it? Maybe your God is sleeping. Maybe your God has gone on a journey. Maybe your God cannot hear. Shout louder. So he can hear you. And you, you know that he did this even before he built his sacrifice. Where does such courage come from? Because for a second, don't you think, what if my sacrifice doesn't work? Well, he didn't think that. He was mocking the prophet of Baal. And when his time came, he looked up to heaven. And he said, God, show yourself that you're the true God. Send fire down from heaven. And fire came and consumed his sacrifice. He was known for his language. He was known for his courage. He was known for his faith. The faith of Elijah. Not where he came from. Not where, not whose father, whose mother was. He was just known as Elijah. The dishpite from Gilead. And that is enough for you and I. That if we are known by the name of God, by the name of the Holy Spirit that works in us, does it matter where we came from, how much you earn, where you live, what you drive, which company you work? Aren't you, aren't we called to be a witness for the glory of God, for the language that we speak, for the courage that we have? In this case, Stephen had a courage to say to the to the priest, to the Sanhedrin and the people. And you know what he said? You stiff neck. You have rejected and resisted the Holy Spirit. What is the meaning of the word stiff neck? It means that you cannot return. Actually in Greek meaning. It means you cannot return. It goes back to the word of repentance. Where you make a 360 degree and turn back to God. When you're stiff neck, you cannot return. It means you cannot return to God. You cannot return to the glory of God. You cannot return to obey and walk according to the way of the Spirit. You are not allowing the Spirit to have His way. That is being stiff-necked. 
And Stephen is known for his language, for his courage. We don't know his family lineage. We don't know where he came from. We just knew him as a man full of the Spirit and full of faith. Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough for the kingdom of God? Isn't that enough to change the landscape, spiritual landscape of a city, of a community? If you read carefully the Bible, my friends, if you read carefully, people who are not believers of God, who do not follow God, what do they know us for? What do they identify us for? They know that our power is not from political government, not neither military power. They knew and they know even now that our power is spiritual, spiritual. Even Satan knows that our power is spiritual. Not just people, but not just government, not people outside our faith. Satan knows that our power is spiritual. It never was military power and political power. And such power that Stephen has here is spiritual power. He did signs and wonders among people. Why? Because he was full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit of God. And what was that power? What was that signs and wonder for? To glorify God. This was healing sick people. This was taking care of the widows. This was taking care of the poor. It wasn't a self-agenda to uplift himself. You take care of the weak. You take care of the poor. You take care of the widow. And distribute them daily their food. And what happened? God increased the believers in Jerusalem. And many priests, many priests came to the faith. That is amazing. That is what a true witness is like. And the third thing that we know is that he was also full of grace. See, when you serve God in great faith, he increases the fruit of your labor according to the measure of your faith. You read in Romans that God assigns your faith. God assigns the faith according to the measure of your ability. So you may say, Pastor, uh, I can't sing. I cannot sing. I I understand. I understand why you didn't get the record deal, okay? Because, all right, because you can't sing. Okay, I understand that. And you can say, Pastor, I can't play instruments. I can't play piano. I can't play, I can't play guitar. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. Right? Uh, Pastor, I, I can't dance. I have two left foot, you know, or two left feet, whatever. I understand. Okay. But when you say, Pastor, I don't have faith. I don't have enough faith. Now that, that is a problem. You know Why? Because faith is a gift of God. See? Faith is a gift. And what is a gift? It's freely given. You can't say, I don't have faith. No, it was given to you freely. As a gift by God. And this faith you can have. All of us can have faith. Whether you are poor or rich. Whether you are tall or uh, tall like me. Right? (laughs) Or or short. Whether you are you're from the valley, whether you're from uh, the hill, whether you're working in the hospital, 
in the company, working in the church, in the school. It doesn't matter. All of us have faith. It was given to us by God as a free gift. So we can understand. I can sing. Yes, I can understand. I can play instrument. Yes, we can understand that. I can volunteer. I have family responsibilities. Yes. But I don't have faith. No, you have faith. You have to use it. You have to use that faith. You have to receive it from God and practice that faith. God has given you faith. That is not true when you say you don't have faith. Are we clear on that? Are we clear on that? And Stephen was full of faith. And that faith comes from God. He gave it to him. He gave it to you and I. For what? To declare the mighty works of the Lord. So that he will glorify our Father in heaven. There is so much to say. And so little time. They cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen. And he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. If you read Leviticus chapter 24 and start reading from 14 down to 16. There is a law there that if you blaspheme against God, you will be stoned to death. The accusation that came to Stephen was that he, was, he has blasphemed the holy place and the law of Moses that God has given. That's the reason why. And who were the first one that will stone him? It was the witnesses, the freedmen. They would take the first stone to cast stone on Stephen. They went, took out their clothes and put it at the feet of a young Saul who was watching approvingly. But I tell you, my friends, that the death of Stephen surely would have made an impact in the life of a young Saul who later became to be a great man of God. In your death, also you can witness for God. In your courage, you can witness for God. We see that in his death, Stephen witnessed for God. But we see Philip who also witnessed when, by living for God. These are the two men that was chosen to distribute food daily. And he was able to tell, receive my spirit because of the faith that he has in the Lord Jesus Christ. Stephen, a man full of faith and willing to die for it. Stephen served and preached with great faith and the disciples multiple, multiple, multiplied greatly. See, with God's grace, People full of faith and the Holy Spirit can accomplish great things among people. You may have the Holy Spirit. Hear me. Hear me, my church here. You may have the Holy Spirit. You may have full of faith. But without the grace of God, you cannot do nothing. Do you hear that? You may be full of the Holy Spirit of God. And you may be full of faith. But everything that we do hangs on what? On the grace of God. It is by grace of God that we do powerful things. It is by grace of God that we do signs and wonders among people. It is by the grace of God that we breathe and live today. There is nothing we can do without the grace of God. Do you hear that? You may have the Holy Spirit. You may have full of faith. But take out the grace of God. And there is nothing we can do. It is by His grace. It is by His grace that this church is here. It is by His grace that you are serving God that you are here. It is by His grace that you use your gifts and talents. This grace 
is welcoming. This grace is inviting. This grace regenerates. This grace renews. This grace takes to a place of repentance and conviction. This grace invites sinners and lost to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Charis, charis. This charis invites people to come to the loving kindness of God. Full of grace. Stephen had abundance of this grace for some reason more than other people. More than other people. He was full of grace. It is the kindness of God that draws people to God. It is His loving kindness. So if we are not careful, you can drive away people with your skills and your talents because it doesn't come with grace. In some translation, it says full of faith. But the, the real translation for this one in Acts chapter 7 is charis, which is grace, not faith. Faith is pistil. So this is grace. It's the grace, and you can insult the grace of God. We can insult the grace of God by denying and resisting it. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them. with their sin and he had said this he fell asleep Stephen full of grace of God forgave those who stoned him and Stephen full of grace of God did great wonders and signs among the people what is the Holy Spirit saying to you today What can the Holy Spirit do through one man? Right? Why was Stephen such a great witness? And we say that he was full of the Spirit. He was full of the power. Full of grace and full of faith. How are we doing on that measure? Are we full of the Holy Spirit? Are we full of faith? And are we full of the grace of God? going to ask the worship team to come so we can have some time of worship here. But as they're coming up, is there any question from the congregation? From all the series, or even just this morning, do you have any questions? Anyone? Okay. So, I want us to be ready for the next series. Okay. And I want you to pray for me. And uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this week to pray. I've been working on it, but I need time to work more. But I know of here, I have an inspiration and leading where the Lord wants us, our church, to go. So this is what we're doing. What if? We're doing a series on what if, right? What if the church became as it should be? What if the church became as the church should be? We're doing that series and a study in the book of Acts. So, uh, what does that mean? If you ask pastor, what does that mean? Like, for example, um, how can you lead a family like Cornelius? And how does that impact the church? I'm going to study on Cornelius. See, we study about Paul and Peter and James and John. 
But I'm going to look at people like Cornelius as a great husband and a father that impacted the church. So what if we have Cornelius sitting here this morning, right? For example, uh, Lydia. We're going to study on Lydia. So what if Paul did not have Lydia, right? And what would it look like to, ha- to have a women mission support group in the church? That's Lydia. Well, for example, um, you can become a Barnabas. If Paul does not have a Barnabas, there might not be a Paul. We know that for sure, right? And we're going to look at this thing. So what if, what if we become a church that should be? And we're going to study the book of Acts. Will you pray for me? How does that sound to you? Yeah? All right. All right. And uh, uh, we're going to pray. We're going to pray today as we sing this song, um, Your Spirit. I'm going to ask some of the leaders to come here in front. And we are also going to pray for Dana. And just lay hand on her and send her with the protection and the power of God. But not just her. If anyone is here, ill, sick, you need prayer for mental, physical, emotional healing, whatever it may be that you're going through, and you need the people of God to lay hand on you and pray for you, I would like you to come forward. This is the hour where the Spirit of God has prepared for you. Don't be embarrassed to be touched by the Spirit of God. If you want to give your life to Christ, you come forward. I will welcome you. I'll be here. If you want to join the church because God has gifted you with many gifts and talents and you don't know what to do with it, I, I would like you to come forward. I trust in the sovereign control of God. Let Him do whatever He pleases, but we'll invite you here. So let's stand together. And some of the leaders, please come forward. And Dana, please come, and we're going to pray for you.